0: Hello, this is Richard Franklin, this is the Doctor Who podcast, and you are most welcome.
1: michelle and i'm with uh, richard franklin my my old friend in a way but yeah welcome
0: certainly an old friend yeah it's uh, just to say that it's really a great pleasure to meet you personally again um because we go back quite a long way uh we go back to a play that we did in san jose um and i'm not going to quote the year because i can't remember it but um it was um recall unit of the great teabag mystery and um Believe it or not, I'm talking to a black leather-clad Swedish feminist called Miss Bergbo.
1: Dinduma Duma Engelsman. Well
0: done. The Duma Engelsman, yes. Stupid Englishman, yes. The sun is shining, unlike uh, poor old Blighty, where we've got about four feet of water. But um, that hasn't been reported very much on American television, I noticed. But uh, we get a lot about your snow, but you don't get very much about our water.
1: <laughs> Sorry about that. I've been seeing it in my Twitter and Facebook feeds, though. It looks pretty wild here. It's gorgeous here. I mentioned yesterday, or maybe it was two days ago when I first saw you, welcome to Fragile ah. because you have a book that's recently been published, and I think that's your code name for Gallifrey. Tell us about the book.
0: Um, it's called uh, Operation Hate, and it's what happened to Captain Mike Yates, me, when I left the Planet of the Spiders. Um, the question is of course um, he was very sad when he left Unit and Unit was very sad when he left does he get back or does he not get back?
1: Well I have a question for you along those lines I know that it's been announced that you are in the worlds of Doctor Who which is a big Finnish production that that they're celebrating their 15th anniversary with and it sounds like Mike Yates will be back in that is that the, the early Captain Mike Yates or is that a more recent one?
0: Time is a very funny thing in the Doctor Who world, and we go back and forth. Um, I've done a lot of work with um, Big Finish, which is wonderful uh, because it's brought the character back into the uh, sphere of the living again. And um, I think you will find stories which tell how Mike Yates was first co-opted into UNIT, and um, also how he progressed in UNIT. Um, And, of course, I've done a couple of uh, companion stories as well. We've had a lot going on this year, being the 50th anniversary, longest television series in the world, and all the rest of it. Um, And one of the things that um, has been particularly nice, apart from the Big Finish work, um, has been 15 CDs I did with Tom Baker on Audio Go. Uh, That has been a very successful series, and uh, it has definitely sort of given Captain Mike Yates... Um, a definitely a new lease of life I think you find Mike Yates is going to go on for a long time yet
1: Yes indeed and you referred to the origin story for, for Mike Yates, that was Vengeance of the Stones, any memories of doing that, that, that was really a nice feature for Yates
0: Yes, Vengeance of the Stones yes I mean it's a, it's a very good story um, and um, I, really there is only one thing to say about Big Finish that it's always a joy to work with them Um, It's very relaxed. Um, It's always good fun. You meet extraordinarily nice people, interesting people there. And you have a wonderful lunch, a wonderful homemade lunch um, of the very highest quality. I think people go there for the lunch, actually.
1: (laughs) Well, and I think, are you in on the brunch here in a few minutes?
0: Yes, I can't wait for the brunch. I'm longing for a cup of tea. Uh, But I'm not sure. I'm always rather frightened of having tea anywhere outside Britain. Because um, nobody in the rest of the world really knows how to make it. Uh, for one thing, most people outside Britain don't make tea with boiling water. And it has to be absolutely boiling with bubbles coming out of it. Um, otherwise you have some sort of rather lukewarm um, drink in which the tea hasn't infused properly. But, um, so I may resort to the lovely American coffee.
1: Well, Richard, thank you so much for talking with me. Good luck with the tea or the coffee, and, and, and good luck with your future. We always look forward to what's coming out next. Yeah. Well, thank you. Good to see you again. Yeah,
0: lovely to see you, too.
1: It's just the girls that have survived till Monday morning. I have with me today Anetta Bjorling. Uh, Annette, tell them uh, where you're from and what you do.
2: Well, I hail from Chicago currently, but
1: originally I'm from Germany, which you can probably tell by my accent. And I'm a harpist mainly. Mostly we're going to talk about Sunday, but I wanted to start by asking you about Saturday Night, because you performed with your harp with the Temporal Riffs for the the big concert that happened after the Masquerade. How did that go? It was great fun.
2: I really enjoyed it. A, it was great to be on stage in Gallifrey, and the Temporal Riffs are just a great hoot. So much fun and energy they put into their performance, and very witty texts, and... Song parodies, so I was very privileged and happy that I could join them.
1: And it sounded like it wasn't just music; it was also comedy and performance, and
2: yeah, it was sort of a little show. It was, you could say, a variety show on on Doctor Who, a multi Doctor story. Was was the TARDIS slash rose slash the moment.
1: Sunday morning at the convention started with a brunch. Now, the brunch has limited seating, and folks had to uh, go online and you know probably be in the first few seconds to get tickets to that. But I know you attended the brunch. Tell us about the brunch, how it works, what you thought of it.
2: People were seated at tables. It was tables of eight, and on each was one empty chair. And then the guests were the ones which had to switch around, which I thought was sort of unfair. It was probably easier logistically, but um, it seemed a bit like assembly line. And they said before, oh, we wouldn't get to see all the guests. And in the end, it turned out that I at our table just three guests came. We had Matthew Waterhouse as our first guest. And he was fun because we were in the middle of talking when he arrived, and he just said, oh, what are you talking about? I don't know how it got mentioned, but one lady on our table was a science fiction writer. And Matthew then said, yeah, I'm a writer too, and started plugging his books. And then from then on, we just talked about writing books. Or basically, he talked about writing books. Mm -hmm. But it was very sweet. The next was Gareth Thomas, and he basically told us anecdotes from filming. Not just Doctor Who, but mainly Black 7 and all other kinds of yeah, series he was in. And very fun, in very funny way um, about bloopers or accidents, which happened while filming. <laughs> <laughs> Our third guest was John Levine. And that was like the only time when I got actually a word in. I'm usually shy and not much for talking, but he sat down and I saw his tie, which was this beautiful white silk tie with music on it. And I just thought, what a beautiful tie. Before I could say any more, he said, yeah, I love music. And he started first talking about music, which was interesting because he just started playing saxophone and he loves it. So he spoke about that and he monologued basically for the whole rest of the time, which was interesting. But it also felt a bit awkward. I had never met him before, but I think I was a little bit pre-warned by that one bit the Doctor Who podcast did about him earlier, so I wasn't completely surprised.
1: Yeah, the con- consummate showman. So, yes, yeah.
2: he has a different way of speaking, not as gentle as some of the other men we met before.
1: And of course, yesterday there was a, a full slate of panels during the day. Uh, any particular panels that, that were memorable for you or a favorite panel? Oh, my favorite
2: panel was The Two Doctors, clearly. The way how Colin Baker and Paul McGann riff off each other is just so adorable, and how they reacted to the questions from the audience. Really, really charming. At noon, I went to the music panel, it's called Variations on a Theme, and Dominic Glynn demonstrated some of the music and sound effects he used for episodes, and it was really interesting because they first showed a bit without the sound, as without the music soundtrack, just with the voices. And then they showed it again with the music and sound and see how the atmosphere changed. And the most touching for me was the when they did the excerpt of survival. the whole ending of, of Ace and the Seventh Doctor. And he just before jokingly had said, Yeah, I killed off many characters and I killed off the Seventh Doctor.
1: A couple of the panels I, I enjoyed the most yesterday. One of them was "The Keyboard Is Mightier," where there were writers who had been involved with the novels again back um, in the Wilderness Years, but continuing on into some of the novels I think that are published now. And I've enjoyed learning more about that. Steve Cole, who was in charge of the BBC range when they took over from Virgin, was kind of moderating that and. and Peter Angelidis was there, and, and so it was fun to listen to them talk about those novels. I also really enjoyed Adventures on Audio, uh, which, of course, again, featured a lot of the folks that work for Big Finish, including Gareth Thomas. He was one of the people I most wanted to see at this convention. I'd never seen him before, and I've enjoyed his work, and that was the only chance I had to see him. He was one of about seven or eight people up on stage. He talked about how you can go further on audio and he specifically talked about being able to get into the characters' minds and how that really broadens and opens the stories because you can you can understand motivation and what they're thinking. And he, he felt that was easier to achieve on audio than on television. He mentioned that um, he and Paul Darrow are... Tremendously excited about the work they're doing for Big Finish, and love the writers. They raved about the writers, so that that was a, a really fun panel.
2: Yeah, in our brunch, he also mentioned Big Finish, and he said one big advantage is that they're all older and more experienced now, and can let that play into their characters. So he really enjoys that.
1: Yeah, yeah, he commented on that. He, they, he said we've got another thirty years of living that we've done, and that informs how we play the characters now. So th- I liked him. He he was insightful. We haven't talked yet on these updates about Billy Piper and Arthur Darvill. Did you go to any of their panels? I got half of each, approximately, because I came from something
2: else and had to hurry on to something else. But it was very lovely. Arthur Darvill is just
1: very funny. My impression on both... Kim and Billy Piper, was they were both very personable, both very pleasant. Yes. They were They were really nice guests. The audience loved them. They were packed whenever they were on Definitely. stage. They were very enjoyable to listen right. to. Right.
2: I don't think it was much about Doctor Who. was Billy Piper, I remember more her story about her, her son and how he loves Doctor Who and how they yeah, experienced this world together.
1: Another thing I really enjoyed yesterday was getting in on the screenings of two of the until recently, missing episodes. Uh, Toby Haydock was the moderator for that, and Deborah Watling and Fraser Hines were there, and they, they talked a lot about it ahead of time. Toby kept pointing out that you can't watch missing episodes; that would be impossible. So these are no longer missing episodes. But it was it was a fun discussion. And then when they showed they showed episode one of Enemy of the World, and they showed episode six of The Web of Fear, and did commentary now it was a little hard to hear i'm not this is the sound crew have been relatively good throughout most of the the convention they have an awful lot to do but i'm not sure they fully understood the concept of of a commentary where you turn down the volume of the thing that's being watched so that you can hear the commentators there was And they chose uh, part six of of Web of Fear partly because Deborah Watling's father featured in so much of it, and they had had some sequences together, and so it was fun to hear her reminiscing about her dad, too, as well. ¶¶ Tell you what, listeners, that about wraps it up for our on-site coverage of Gallifrey 25. Let me ask uh, Anetta, do you have an an overriding memory or a favorite memory from from this convention that you'll take with you?
2: Uh my favorite memory, of course, has to be just meeting Paul McGann in person. There's nothing else what I can think of higher right now.
1: I'll tell you, I think the thing I'll probably take away is as a primary memory from from this particular Gallifrey is doing these updates. This has been real fun. It's been nice to chat with, with listeners. It's been nice to kind of scurry away here into a quiet hallway and share our thoughts It's even been enjoyable to spend some time in the evenings uh, putting these together for folks who couldn't be here. We're we're very much aware that there are so many people out there around the globe that would love to participate in this. And so that has been special to me, to, to be a part of making that happen to the best that we can. So, folks, if you absolutely cannot resist Gallifrey anymore, tickets for next year for Gallifrey 26 will go on sale March 7th. And they're expected to go pretty fast, so you've got just a few short weeks to to kind of make up your mind about whether to go for those. And, And I would encourage it. I'll tell you, everyone who can should have a chance to experience Gallifrey at least once in their Doctor Who fandom life. Hey, listeners, if you did get a chance to come, we'd love to hear your feedback on what you thought of Gallifrey, what your favorite memories are. Feedback at the Doctor Who uh, We love particularly audio feedback. Try and keep it to a couple of minutes so that we can fit it on the podcast. But thank you so much for listening. And Annette, I hope you and everybody else here travel safely. Thank you. You too.